The Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast is proudly presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code RTRS and brought to you by Body Bio, the only supplement company you need. Get 20% off Elite. Calm. And now, liposomal. Did I did I figure that out last time? Liposomal vitamin C. Bodybio.com, promo code RTRS20. Get 20% off. Seat Geek. Get $20 off your first purchase with code RTRS. And of course, the official sponsor of the Corner 3 newsletter, Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. Get yours at statesidevodka.com. On the show today, the Sixers have participated in free agency in a stunning way as they let go of Dwight Howard and signed Andre Drummond. <laughs> I can't believe it. Cork returns. Uh, George Niang. Is that, is that how you say the last name? Niang? Niang. Niang, George Niang, uh, Kemba Walker goes to the Knicks, Melo goes to the Lakers, Hawks resigned John Collins, and also Joel Embiid is playing tennis with Daryl Morey while Ben Simmons is still a sixer. Mentioned stateside vodka. Corner 3 newsletter, you sign up for that at corner, no, at writestorickysanchez.com slash newsletter. Alonzo writes it, the official Zoe. Now, stateside provides two things for you. One, excellent vodka, uh, actually Black Label Bourbon as well, and the stateside vodka sto- sodas, which are almost back in stock. You're, they're all gluten-free, or at least the vodkas are, the vodka soda is. Um, kosher, made right here in Philadelphia, and fucking awesome. We love stateside. Go to statesidevodka.com. You got to be 21. And before we get going, um, I got an email from a gentleman named Dave, who is a Ricky guy, and told me about his buddy, Mike, who's a Ricky guy. And they've been friends for 26 years Talk about the Ricky all the time, he told me. And Mike uh, was recently diagnosed with brain cancer. Mike is married, has two kids. Um, spoke to Mike. He is in great spirits, just finished up radiation and is ready to fight. And uh, I think we all as a collective, the community, want to send our love to Mike, um, who told me he didn't want to tell his kids about the Andre Drummond uh, signing just yet. Didn't want to bum them out, he said. So we are sending you, Mike, uh, our love and our support and know you will get through it. Um, and uh, and thanks for being a part of us. Without any further ado, Amos and the Chef. Larry, sweetie, the man is By the way, the Ricky is live right now. So if you're watching on YouTube or Twitch or Twitter, leave us a question and maybe, just maybe, CJ, the producer, will read them to us later. Thank you for watching. I am Spike Eskin. Welcome to the Rights of Ricky Sanchez podcast, along with a guy who always wanted the Sixers to sign a center who isn't switchable and cannot shoot. That is Mike Levin. So quick, so quick, so soon after Daryl says, 
we want we want these things mm -hmm. and then goes out and does not that so here's here's what i'll say andre drummond let's get to it right away i'm going right into it yeah he sucks i so i disagree a little bit oh, i think i think the signing in general the idea of signing another player we can you can there's three there's three levels to it one they should not have signed this kind of player he is again a very poor i don't like that phrase he he is a very bad version of Joel Embiid as far as what he does on the defensive end he's not super switchable and he doesn't shoot threes on the offensive end so that's I wanted one of those things. They didn't get that. Um, the second thing is him his, and his upside specifically. And we can talk about that. And then the third thing is obviously like it's just very funny that Andre Drummond and Joel Embiid are teammates. Like that's yes, obviously that's we know hilarious. that everyone's making yep. the jokes. Yeah. Uh, the images of them of Joel, the video of Joel like high fiving him and and dapping him up. Uh, seeing that is funny. You see Joel's face is very. Uh, revealing and yeah. uh, you know he's a nice guy but he's like what the fuck is going on and, and so that's good I, and obviously I've said like it's it, you sh just should not have especially if Ben's here for even a minute he's not which we'll get to it but no, even for a minute like you just can't have a backup center who can't shoot who can't stretch the floor who is a horrendous shooter in fact he he's hit like a total of like 15 shots his whole career outside of like 10 feet which is just hard to do, even by accident. Um, Andre Drummond himself, like, there's, I think, is a better version of, than Dwight Howard. I think he yeah. is. Uh, I think he is more mobile. I think he is a less pr prone to the dumb fuckery that Dwight uh, showed to us all the time, whether that was just like straight up offensive fouls, um, unnecessary elbows. Um, weird, weird stuff, stupid stuff. Andrew Drummond is not, uh, he doesn't have no weird stuff. There's plenty of dumb stuff that he does. There's obviously plenty of videos of him doing dumb shit, uh, playing for either Cleveland or Detroit and trying to do too much with the ball and prove that he's a dribble uh, he can handle and stuff. But I think he's better than Dwight. He's younger than Dwight. He has something to prove in a way that Dwight kind of didn't at that point in his career. And for I trust Drummond to be a obviously depending on what happens with Ben to be a like hey Joel's out for a week he's your center just like playing 30 minutes a game more than I did Dwight especially at the minimum especially at the minimum like he's a guy who like not a player I like liked him at, coming out of college and just like kind of didn't improve although he's gotten his free throw percentage up to like high 50s which compared to 37% his rookie years is better. Um, but Are like he, he is a guy who last year had a game of 33, 24, five and five steals and six blocks. Like he is capable of doing stuff, whether he's capable of doing them, like in the context of a winning team uh, successfully in spurts, all that stuff. But like he is, there is certainly a like innings eater type of uh, ability, at least fine which is 
I hear the value of that as someone you need. No, no. Um, I can't do this. With, Mike, for Mike, a guy where Mike, Joel Mike, is going to sit for games at a time. We, we cannot talk ourselves into this one. I'm this not, a, I don't like the signing. It's, I'm just it's like, a fucking, it's a dumb signing. He, he's a bad, he's not good. He, he, he couldn't play in the playoffs. He's a disaster. He, for, I, I just like, let's not fucking outthink ourselves on this one, Daryl. Sign a center. Ben's not going to be here, but I'm not even talking about Ben. I, I don't care about Ben. This was a ridiculous signing. It was stupid. He's, he's not good. He sucks the life out of the room. He, he, the one thing that Dwight has learned over the last several years is that he doesn't have to be a primary option or anything, but like, uh, fucking, uh, uh, Drummond is out there, you know, yelling Kobe as he's as he as he's shooting. Like he wants he wants to be a focus of an offense. He is a disaster. He is exactly the kind of player that fucking LeBron would want to want would want because he's heard of him or something. Like it, it's exact. It, it makes so much sense for him to go to the Lakers. He we need a backup center who can switch and who can shoot. And I'm not like it's just enough. Like it. If he doesn't get traded, or if if there isn't if he isn't buried as the fifteenth guy on the bench, it's a fucking ridiculous signing. It was a ridiculous signing. I I just I can't I for once a fucking team just sign that stop being cute. Just fucking sign. We've all been watching the same bullshit for the last fucking five years. Get a fucking point guard. Get a fucking center who who isn't a a, a disaster or a joke or a or a reclamation project, just the, the Lakers. I just, I like, I, I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. No, no Andre Drummond. How about this? We signed two years ago. We signed like a, a guy that Joel Embiid like didn't like. It was a disaster. We had to give a fucking first round pick to get rid of him. And then we just signed a guy who Joel Embiid has pu- publicly belittled publicly belittled because he destroyed him so bad and we're like yeah let's just fucking get him did you see joel's face he like he side-eyed him the entire time it's a ridiculous signing it's make signings that will make Embiid want to sign the fucking supermax get a guard like like let's go i'm sorry i appreciate you trying to look at the bright side of it to me there is no bright side it yes it's just a minimum contract but like I'm just sick of cycling through 16 guys to figure out who can actually play that night. Just get some fucking people who can play, who can play in the NBA in 2021. Andre Drummond is not one of them. He's not one of them. He can't play. I just like, I can't do it anymore. It's it's a ridiculous signing. I definitely don't like the signing for a minimum at a guy who's only 27, 28 years old. Um, It's clear this is the kind of thing that Doc wants. Doc is the coach. Uh, I don't think he's an excellent coach. Uh, but it seems like he just really wants traditional centers. He's really conscious of being when they, if they ever look too small against guys. Um, Andre Drummond is obviously a very large man. He's a two-time all-star. He's at the minimum. They can cut him if he sucks. It's the minimum. I, I'm, I'm not going to get too worked up about it. I, I would love for them. I don't think like signing Andre Drummond, the minimum is would at least qualify my definition of cute. Um, Oh, it's definitely I, cute. I think it's there's a version cute. of like trying to sign a, you know, Jamichael Green and him be your backup five and be like, well, he's not really that good defensively at the five position and you're not really going to whatever. I've been asking for a switchable uh, stretch five for 
several years now. It's clear that it just isn't happening. It's frustrating. I don't know why it is that way. I hope Ebal Paul steps up and becomes that guy. I hope Charles Bassey can shoot and and no, gets no. to the roster and we'll see. It's just it's we've seen no the Paul, difference, the no difference between Bassey, a real player. A the difference real between Horford NBA and player. Drummond is that Horford costs thirty million dollars and was set for four years. This is a minimum contract. It's just not as worth getting worked up for. But well, it's I'm, it's frustrating in the sense of like just but, find find a guy who can switch who can throw different looks at you it's just hard to know what exactly they need with the ben trade hanging in the balance if this was last year again if they if say that ben had a fine playoffs and they weren't looking to trade him as publicly as they were i'd be furious that they signed andrew drummond because but because they're not we don't know what the situation is with ben what what the what, 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 what could the, the situation be into. what what could the situation be that that they they need a, a center who you're almost certain a backup center who you're almost certain can't play in the playoffs. Like what could the situation be? Like, are, are they, are they, are they trading for Andre Drummond's best friend? Like, I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just like, I don't know what the situation could be. I, it's, it's the, the stupid signing. Go, go get somebody who can play like not this and not, I'm not banking on fucking B-ball. God bless B-ball Paul. God bless you B-ball Paul, but I'm not banking on him. I'm not banking on the, the 53rd pick in the draft to, to play minutes. That's three years down the line. Like Daryl, go, go fucking get somebody. Like, and there's, there's no Ben situation where this makes it, this makes sense. Ben's not going to be here. Ben's fucking gone. Like it, it, without Ben, it doesn't make sense. I hear the idea of wanting a guy <laughs> who can rebound the basketball. And Andrew Drummond is a positive rebounder, has been for his career, one of the best rebounders in the league. Um, certainly exposable on switches. It seems like the Sixers love playing drop. The Bucks won a championship largely playing drop, although I would argue, as I have, that they have different looks that they can throw at guys because they've had guys like P.J. Tucker and Giannis who can switch in the 4-5 situation and not need to just drop Brooke Lopez all the time, although there were parts of that playoff that Brooke Lopez got played off the floor. I've been asking for this stuff, and they haven't given it to us. Um, it is frustrating, but if they want to play like, hey, there's going to be times when Embiid's not there, we just want a guy who can rebound and set screens and roll and clean up the offensive glass. It's fine. I just also want them to have another look that they can throw at it and not, and for doc to be like, which I don't know. I don't know. It's the case. I'm kind of resigned to it not being the case, but what should happen is doc be on board with the idea of like, Hey, if Andre Drummond is not playing well, or it's not a good matchup for him, you do what, like, honestly, a guy that we talk about as uh, traditionally um, unresponsive, to the wins of a series and Mike Budenholzer and just be like, Hey, this isn't a Bobby Portis series. So Bobby Portis isn't going to play in the, in the, in the Brooklyn series. And then he comes back out and he plays the other one. And, and doc has not shown that he's willing to do that. He's willing to continue to go down with the ship again and again and again. And uh, it's up to Daryl to get doc another ship to play a backup five, but we've been having this conversation for years and it just keeps it's happening. It, so, yeah, it's the presenting sponsor of the rights to Ricky Sanchez is DraftKings Sportsbook. Do you know there are summer league lines on DraftKings Sportsbook, Mike? So I want your pick tonight. The Lakers are plus 3.5 against the Kings in summer league tonight. What is your pick? Depends if Davion Mitchell's playing. Looked good last night. Love summer league, man. This is the, 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 the pre-Vegas Summer League always sneaks up on me. It always just yeah. comes all of a sudden. It's like Wait, where is it, Orlando? 
Orlando? No, I think it's Utah, uh, Salt Lake City. Salt Lake, yeah, right, right. So along with summer league lines, and I'm waiting for the NBA futures, which are not out yet. I'm, I'm very excited for NBA futures. I saw DraftKings uh, tweet out today that uh, the leading the the odds-on favorite for to start the first game for the Indianapolis Colts at quarterback is Nick Foles, which would be fucking amazing. Anyway, DraftKings Sportsbook presenting sponsor of the Reiki. Check out their free polls for the games going on in Tokyo. Those games are still going on, right? Yes, they are. Free polls every day. Uh, $5,000 up for grabs every day. $5,000 in prizes. They're free. Just go to DraftKings Sportsbook, download the app. It's right there. Just free polls right on the front there. Or you could bet on Summer League. Safe, secure, reliable. Our Sportsbook, DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, easy to deposit, easy to withdraw, also casino games too. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code RTRS when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $5,000 in total cash prizes every day of the gold medal games. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes free. Promo code RTRS for a limited time, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Okay, next guy, Ferk. Resigns with the Sixers. 12 million. 12 million even per year. Yeah. Uh, three, three years, $15 million. My prediction was three years, $18 million. I'm, I, count. I'm, I'm glad, glad that he signed here. I think he's got a nice little future. He's, he's gotten better every year. You've mentioned tall, quick release, a, a high release as well as being tall and just absolutely no conscience when he's shooting. I like having Ferk here. I like the I like having the same person. Like you know, there's been so much turnover on the roster. A player who's growing, get him at a reasonable contract, lock him up. All good. Yeah, I think it's you look at what Doug McDermott signed. You look at what Kelly Olynyk signed. You look at what Duncan Robinson signed. Um, though I think all of those players are better than Korkmaz at this stage, but I think Korkmaz has more growth potential than. Most, if not all, of them, and and that's those are several million dollars less per year than Corkmas. So I think that's a great contract for them. I think it's incredibly tradable if it has to be. I like that there's some consistency with Corkmas being here. He's clearly well liked. It's so funny that he has now gotten multiple contracts after requesting a trade. Um, what a turn! I love him. Uh, just a like, really nice value for a well liked, improving. Developing ball handler passer tries on defense has enough size and uh, quick good hands to not get severely played off the floor, um, at least as badly as as Seth did in the playoffs. Um, and and he's great. I, I do think we're due for like a forty four percent from three Korkmaz season um, where he's just he's just very hot. And so I'm excited about it. I'm happy Shoot. for him. Everybody likes him. It's very nice. You're saying he's a better shooter than his numbers indicate? It's weird because he's he he never makes both foul shots. He always splits a pair, or if he gets fou- go to the line, he's two for three. But I think we're I I think that we are due for him to get hot because he does get yeah. hot over the course of the different stretches of the season and is capable of winning them games and uh, can plug into uh, depending on who's here. Um, him and Matisse is a really nice. Uh, one to wing rotation as far as like deploying different skills in there. Um, yeah. so about as different as you could get. I think, yeah, for sure. Probably. I'm happy for him. I like it. I'm, I, I, and I'm sure that Joel likes Korkmaz. Um, and he's shot them. He was, he was a 
you know, the Brett, uh, a consequence of the Brett Brown grow a bomber era, like it's Korkmaz. Like Korkmaz was, a, was the bomber that was grown. He was the one of the only, if not the only, willing, unconscious shooter from deep um, until the guy that they just signed. And, uh, and he deserves to be here, and I'm happy he is. I want to get, I'm going to get Brett Brown to come on the pod. I want Brett. I, I need to talk to Brett Brown. I just need to hear his voice. George Niang signs a two-year, $6.7 million deal. I've got to be honest. I look, looked at his like statistics, watched a little YouTube. I can't ever remember watching George Niang play ever. I, I can't. He, he's, he has somehow escaped my – or maybe I remember tweeting who is he once – but that I, I actually just don't remember his existence at all. But it looks like a good signing, a, a stretch four, shoots good, you know, shoots a, 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 as far as quantity, as far as like how much he shoots and the percentage he shoots. It seems like a, I mean, but I've never seen him or I don't remember seeing him. So I don't know. George Yang's awesome. He was a four-year player at Iowa State, um, high school teammates with Nerlens, first of all. Mm. Um, played on that Ohio State team with Melvin Edgem and DeAndre Kane, a very fun team from uh, several years ago. His nickname is uh, the Minivan, uh, mm. which I think is an excellent nickname. That's a great name. Well, why? Because he just looks like one. He goes slow. He's very safe. Okay. I think that's the idea. Um, the biggest thing with him is that he's, he's a shooter. Like He's a legit shooter and, and a very clean catch-and-shoot shooter. Stands in the corners. Um, not a ton of movement off, off his shot. He's just really not that fast. But he got up nine threes per 36 minutes the past two seasons um, at, per, at high percentages, 40, 40 and 42%, which is the same as Korkmaz, and one more, than, one more per 36 minutes than Danny. And to, for context, Seth shot six threes per 36 minutes. So it's like he's a guy that will shoot. He'll get the ball, he'll shoot. That's what he does. He took almost uh, an unconscious percentage of his, of his shots for his career have been threes. He doesn't get to the line. He doesn't try to do too much. He really in Utah because of how much their offense was predicated upon Conley pick and roll, Mitchell pick and roll, Gobert rolling, Gobert lobs, and Joe Ingles pick and roll. Also, um, it was him and Bogdanovich and like Royce O'Neal, just like always spacing the floor. Um, and I think that there's more to his game in college. He added in college. He like, he was sort of like a big, uh, creator him and uh, DeAndre Kane, they did both. They both did a lot of creation. He was averaging like over three assists per game for for like two or three seasons over there. So I think that there is some like funky passing creation pick and roll like Joe Ingles style stuff. I, I mean, obviously, he's not that good, but like I think there, it's more than just he's a stiff who shoots. I think that there is. I've seen enough of it to where he's like he's a smart shooter, smart passer, knows where to be. Um, and he's a, a, a legitimate stretch four in a way that the Sixers kind of haven't had. Mike Scott was just never that consistent of a shooter, um, which is a bummer because he was uh, an awesome guy to root for and, and, and competed hard and everything. But and willing to shoot, very willing shooter. Pretty just willing not, for not yeah. all the time. There were times there were stretches when he stopped being willing to shoot, and that was weird. Um, I think in the beginning he was pretty well. Yeah, that first season for sure. Yeah. The, the cashed out season for sure. But uh, but Niang is good. He's he's slow footed on defense, but I don't think like atrocious. Um, and he's six 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 seven. He's good. He's twenty. I think he's twenty seven, twenty eight. Uh, I I really like George Niang. It's a great signing for the for the contract. Good locker room guy. He is handsome, so watch out for that. We we've we've had our concerns with handsome men in the past. Do you know um, he's a good locker room guy, or is that just something you're saying? 
I've read stories about George Neal. Oh, he's okay. good. He's All people, right. people like him for your guy, Iowa state. People, there's like just positivity. I forget. I was watching something where multiple, oh, I'm trying to remember what it was. Some video that they play like, um, that like the Utah jazz team, social media or whatever did. And it was, Oh, I remember it now. It was various members of the jazz, uh, like telling, uh, kids who were like applied for a scholarship that like the jazz are paying for you to go to college, like that kind of thing. And like, it was like Joe Ingalls was on the phone with kid. They kept like cut it together. It was a very cute video. And it was like Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingalls, Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert. And all the kids were like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And then it was like George Niang. And they're like, cool, cool. Like <laughs> him telling a kid, Hey, we got you to go to college. He doesn't, he's not like, He's six six or six seven, but like when he's sitting down, he doesn't look. He doesn't he just like looks a, like a guy. He looks like a guy, and so yeah. uh, the idea that someone like, hey, George Niang called me, and uh, and he said it was a very exciting call for me to get because I'm going to college. Uh, but that was cute, and I thought he was just very charming with it. Um, so and I'm happy. I, I, he'll he'll pencil right in as the as a as a bench wing, and he'll play, you know, fifteen twenty minutes a night, and it'll be good. So the Sixers had this great George Hill contract because it was only guaranteed, I think for 1.7 million, but it had a cap hit of 10 million and all they needed to do was trade him before August 3rd, because it would become guaranteed on August 3rd. Unfortunately, they were not able to do that. So they ended up releasing George Hill, who then, uh, I don't know if he officially signed with the Bucks, but he was going to sign with the Bucks. Kind of a disaster, the George Hill trade. I mean, like, I don't want to make a bigger deal of it than it was, but like, what, three seconds or whatever for George Hill. And he, he was pretty uneven. And then they couldn't even, I mean, I understand, and we'll get to the trade thing in, in a bit. I, I understand why Daryl had a problem and why he wasn't able to trade him, but it, just kind of a bummer that it, it ended with such a thud, you know, where them not being able to move that contract, such a great contract to trade. Yeah, it was um, the process of the George Hill trade. What what was intended of the George Hill trade made sense. Here's a veteran two way guard who can who is a willing shooter, a good shooter, especially from straight away, um, and a long defender to add to the like optional closing lineup. Mm -hmm. And it made total sense. Um, and he mostly sucked when he was here. Um, didn't do much, stopped shooting, which happens to everybody in Philadelphia, which is cool. Um, his thumb injury took forever to heal, it seemed like. And uh, and then he just wasn't that good. And Daryl was like, George, George Hill was actually really good defensively. And, and he was fine, but he wasn't excellent. Um, and he didn't do enough offensively to... Uh, to merit how much they paid for him. I'm not a Tony Bradley guy. Tony Bradley didn't even stick on Oklahoma city. I think Chicago just signed him at the minimum. Yep, so did. not like a, not like a huge loss there, but for Daryl's first trade deadline, a pretty, and now waving him instead of, um, being able to guaranteeing his contract and then trading that contract sometime during the year. Um, I think is a real, a real bummer. It is, uh, it was a shitty, the results of it, which obviously we only care about the results. That's all we've always cared about. Um, just didn't work out. It just, it, it blows. Um, and now I went back to Milwaukee for nothing and he'll probably play really well there and that'll suck also. Uh, but yeah, the, 
I guess the the rationale, I guess, is bleeds into the Danny thing of like, okay, so they're they'd rather let him walk for nothing, and then and Danny, far apart. Danny still hasn't. Just to be clear, Danny hasn't signed with anybody yet, right? No, he's just, there just seem to right. be the yeah. Danny's co-host of his podcast reports that they're very far apart on the contract terms and other teams are reaching out and there's not that many free agents left. So Danny is like on some lists, like top five free agent remaining. So for teams that have cap space, which isn't that many of them, I think um, it's coming back there. It, then it's weird. Then, then it's weird that they just let George Hill walk. It's very bizarre. Like it's, it's, it seems like, I don't know what, what's happening with the Sixers so far has been very uninspiring. I like the Korkmaz uh, signing, re-signing. I like the George Niang signing. I'm like heavily rolling my eyes at Andre Drummond signing, but I, at the minimum, I guess I see it. Um, but like the George Hill getting waived is very, very weird. Danny not, not having like had a, some agreement with Danny up until this point of what was going to happen seems like they're kind of unprepared for things. And for nothing to happen, maybe they're just so focused on the Ben thing. I don't know, but it just—I don't get the—I don't get the sense of like comfort right now that they have a really solid plan and they and they're going to execute it. As you see, other teams making moves like Miami. We can argue with like different how old they got and various things, but like they've clearly gotten better. And various other teams getting taking a step forward and getting guys that help. Seems like Brooklyn just keeps getting guys who make plays and make shit happen. And it's, it's, uh, it feels like we're a little bit missing the boat, but I'm holding out hope like a pathetic loser that, Mm. um, there's like any second now a a big Damian Lillard Lillard trade is going to happen and it's going to be exciting and everyone's going to fall in love. I have, I have, I have a good thought coming up, but before that, I will tell you about another good thing. Look at my phone right here. You can see right in the middle there, seat geek. Right. Why do I have SeatGeek? Well, I've mentioned over the last couple of weeks, I've, I've purchased, uh, going to purchase Limp Biscuit tickets, and I was helping a friend get Harry Styles tickets. You Google like Harry Styles tickets or whatever, or Limp Biscuit tickets, and there's all these different sites, and you go to them, and they're just a fucking nightmare. Ticket selling sites are a nightmare. You don't know if you're buying from the place. You don't know if you're buying reseller. You don't know what the fees are. You don't know if it's a good deal. You don't know if it's a bad deal. SeatGeek just download the SeatGeek app. It is what I use to buy tickets to everything. Sporting events, concerts, any comedy, anything you want tickets to, SeatGeek. There's a reason there's over 50,000 five-star reviews with SeatGeek because it's a good app because they take ticket buying, which is confusing with most websites, and make it easy by taking. So this is what SeatGeek does. They take all of the ticket places, all of the resellers, anyone selling tickets, and they pull all the information and they put it into one very easy to understand, easy to read app, the SeatGeek app. There's an interactive map for all the venues and they just tell you if it's a good deal or not. Uh, green dots are good deals. Red dots are not so good deals. Um, SeatGeek, 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 SeatGeek. And here's the the other good thing. You're like, well, how do I know the tickets that I'm getting are, are good for the actual concert. They're not fake. Every ticket on SeatGeek is backed by their buyer guarantee. So you can shop for tickets with total confidence. And we're hooking you up. Just download the SeatGeek app, use promo code RTRS, get $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That is $20 off your first purchase with promo code RTRS. Concerts all over the place now. I've seen them on sale for 2022 now. Promo code RTRS. Our friends at Marion Hill, they're doing a tour. 
promo code RTRS, $20 off SeatGeek. Download the SeatGeek app. Again, promo code RTRS for 20 bucks off. Here is what I came to today during my, as I'm watching the Sixers just fucking, you know, wither away as all of these other things are happening. I really think they're going to get Lillard. Like, I really believe they're going to get Lillard. Uh, like, I truly believe, or I, I believe they will be as close as they were to Harden, which is very close. I, I hope they don't fail again. I think Maury knows he needs to get Lillard. I think Maury is guessing that as soon as Lillard comes back from the Olympics, then that's when the trade demand will happen. And what I see happening is Lillard is sitting there watching Portland and saying, okay, what can you do? What can you do to make me happy? And the truth is, is that anyone who could help out Portland would rather trade for Lillard. So nobody is helping out Portland and Portland is fucking stuck. And they really have no way of improving the roster in any meaningful way. And it's just going to it's going to crumble and Lillard's going to request a trade. And that is going to be I don't know if it's going to be a three team trade, if it's going to be a 14 team trade, whatever it is. I believe there's no way Simmons is coming back, and I believe they're going to get Lillard. I, I truly believe it. And I, I do think that he's got backup plans for the Simmons thing if the Lillard thing doesn't happen. But I think the reason they've been so stagnant, this is not an excuse for Andre Drummond, Daryl. I just want to be clear. It's not an excuse for Andre Drummond. But the reason it's been so stagnant is that I, I just believe that, you know, because anybody they sign, they can't trade for another three months unless it's within – unless it's a sign and trade. So like, I just think they're waiting for the Lillard thing. I think he really thinks the Lillard thing is going to happen. I think he really thinks that there's really going to be a, a trade, a trade request. And I think he's going to do everything in his power to go get him. And the other thing I would say is that the moves that the Knicks made, made me think that they either aren't in on it or they don't think it's happening right away. Because those weren't moves, signing that Burks contract and the Noel contract, which can't be traded right away. The Kemba thing, I don't know. I think the Lillard thing is happening. I believe it's happening. Yeah, I'm I'm some of the way there. Um, I will say, like, the market for him, as the Sixers have sort of waited around, it has dimmed. Like, he's not going to Miami. They got Kyle Lowry, mm -hmm. and they're pretty capped out. He's not going to Chicago, although I will say Zach Levine seems like he's a lot to stay there. Not that I was, that was more of a, a hope that he would eventually ask out, but it seems like they're gearing up and going to make a run at the five seed, which is nice for them. Uh, not going to be their LA team, and uh, assuming Kawhi stays with the Clippers. Not going to be the Knicks with Kemba. Not going to be Brooklyn. So to me, it's either they send him to Golden State, which just seems weird. It seems weird that yeah. unless Dame really just wants to go home, but even then it like wouldn't feel like home because they just moved to San Francisco. And it's like, it's Steph's team. It's Steph's town. I just don't, that feels weird. It seems like he wouldn't want it. It seems like the Blazers wouldn't want to do that. Um, and I don't think the Warriors have a good offer to offer them. Um, and uh, so the look, the look to me is either like maybe Toronto, if Toronto, if Masai has like a big trick up his sleeve to pull something sure. um, and they can turn around there. I think there's, there's, there's something to work with there. Although what Masai has to trade in Toronto, what is left for Dame to compete with? I don't know. I don't, doesn't seem like a championship team based on what they'd have to trade. Um, or maybe New Orleans, which is more of a long play. If it's some like Ingram and stuff for Lillard, um, 
and then you just run a Lillard Zion situation. I I feel if I was any team in the league that wants to get Damian Lillard, I would want to be the Sixers. I've, it seems like they have they are in first place of it happening. And I think to your point about the Olympics, it seems like it's not going to happen while while he's there. That I think it's a good point that no teams are helping him. Who really wants to trade for CJ when it's like okay, then that means Dame is going to stay. It's interesting, and and the the GM. Uh, who seems like a piece of shit also uh, seems to be just super in love with uh, CJ and overvalue him more than anybody else does. Um, so it's just, I, I think there's a decent chance. Obviously also the Sixers today hired Dame's personal trainer, whose name is like what, like Phil, Phil, Phil Bresnick or something. Phil Beckner, your own Weitzman reports as a coaching consultant. Beckner hired love in it. July is expected to assist the coaching staff in several areas. He was a former Weber State, Weber State, Weber State, Weber assistant, State. Weber State, assistant coach and longtime trainer for Damian Lillard. Which I love. I think that it is great. We want, we need to get, what's Brem, Bremick? We got to get him here to say what sort of snacks Dame likes. I think that's very important. We love, we love him, Phil, Becker. our guy. Super huge. I think that's just great. It's like, that's the kind of thing that we got to do. Like, just like start start bribing people, just like whatever it takes. Like I'm tired of other teams, like getting shit. And our version of that is like, just having a big, like take Elton taking selfies with like a big picture of Matisse, like circled behind him or something. It's just like, let's start using, like be like sneaky or f- something like double dealing, whatever it fucking takes. Like, let's start doing it. Hire did Dave. Do they have a brother? Or, like, let his wife be the mayor. I don't give a fuck. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, just make it happen. And so whatever he needs to get here, bring him here. That will be dope. Um, I think it's a possibility. I think uh, I think I was up late last night with uh, my legs were cramping because I played basketball last night. Um, I played well. I did Eli. play well. From body bio, Eli. I should, I should, I should have done that last night. I absolutely should have. But every day, I, uh, every day, I, uh, I did, every I did day play well, so that was at least fine. But the 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 Spurs are an interesting team to me. Also, just talking about Ben trade, I don't think that they have nearly a package that I'd be excited about as far as now goes. But if if Portland's plan is to hold on to Dame, if Washington's plan is to hold on to Beal. <laughs> Uh, until sometime during the season when either guy asks out, then if the Sixers trade Ben to San, to San Antonio for like DeJounte and Derek White and like several picks. Then they can trade that. Then you can flip those picks with what the Sixers already have, package them together. Hey, here's four firsts and like three swaps and like two young guys that you like. And then there you go. And then I just feel like sort of similar to the Houston thing, they didn't want to rebuild their team around Ben. And I wonder if there's a lot of teams that also don't want to rebuild their team around Ben. The idea of like what's behind this fancy door, several picks could be anything for, for teams is more enticing when they're willing to blow it up. When Ben is, I think better than all intents and purposes, what San Antonio could get in, in the draft probably. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that, the idea of control and flexibility with multiple picks. Sometimes teams would like that a little bit more. So maybe Portland feels that way. So um, stunning, stunning. They wouldn't want to build around Ben. I am. I for one am floored. Um, Abe wrote an email and said, should I be nervous that we haven't heard anything about Joel Embiid's Supermax extension yet? I feel like we should have heard something about it by now. I don't know. 
Maybe take his bit. time. He doesn't have an agent right now, doesn't he? Like he's yeah, but he's going to sign this contract without an agent. I know that. So, which is somewhat odd. Um, we'll have a lawyer or something. Well, he doesn't have to pay someone. Yeah, you know, for he's sure. going to get the supermax. Why would he give you know somebody? No, totally. It's just a matter of yeah. like if there's various like generally non-public clauses and shit that he wants to put in yeah. there, whatever it is. Um, but him and Daryl playing tennis today out in Philly. I hope they like smoked some kids or some random kids, like some 14 year olds at tennis. I hope they just got absolutely ruined by Embiid and Maury, like just just like spiked on their face. Like there's a big tennis ball like imprint on somebody's forehead because uh, Joel just friggin' slammed it in his head. Imagine uh, that dude nice. serving Joel Embiid like at seven foot tall like serving a tennis ball. It just seems like the power, it seems like when he hits the ball, it might already be over the net. Yeah, I just, I can't imagine a person that big playing tennis. Like Very talented guy, tennis. very scared of him getting injured at any point, but I'm going to try to push that aside. Uh, I hope he signs it soon. I would like, I hope, hopefully this was just like a, hey, what are you doing? What's the plan? Let's read you into tennis it. Match. And maybe he's just like, prove it to me and I'll sign the contract. Like if maybe we win it. this doubles match, I will sign the deal. I, if I was him, I, there's no reason to sign it. Like the, the second it happens, you know, even, even if Joel, like got, God forbid, got hurt doing something, whatever, then they'd still sign him to that big yeah. ass contract. So I'd be like, all right, man, I want to sign this, but I want to see that what I'm not going to like, I'm not going to buy this house when you're about to like, implode this one room or something like show me what the room's going to look like if i have all the power like just give me it let's like let's see what the room looks like and then i'll buy the house so i think i i i don't begrudge joel for being like let me wield some of the power i have by being like sure. the most coveted star that you've had in two decades yeah um, i agree i make it happen so hopefully daryl uh eased some concerns today and it, I would love for it to just be like Dame gets Dame gets back from maybe winning a gold medal and being like, okay, I would like to not do Portland anymore. Send me away, please, to Philadelphia. Abe had a non-basketball question. What is the coldest weather do you think you could wear a kilt in for one day? You don't have to be outside all day. Just go about your normal day in a kilt. No underwear, though. Thanks, Abe. Uh mid 20s i feel like i could do yeah i wouldn't be like pumped about it but i i could probably get down to like high teens if i if i had to like what what's the had to there's all these the had to all these like just demands of various listeners and hypotheticals being like you have to and it's like well i don't i could stop but if i had to if there's someone's shooting like has a gun in my fucking face then i could i would do it for uh, all zero Zero degrees. I, I, I'd like to mention one before I talk about body bio and the e-light that you should have had. I, I'd like to mention we have, we have a guy that, that I, a, a dedicated listener and is dedicated, has, has donated to a lot of our causes, Vince, who is in the comments every time we do these things, talking about that they should trade Joel Embiid for Damian Lillard. Vince, you're a, a great guy. It's a fucking dumb shit idea. It's a dumb shit idea. Here's why. Is that Damian Lillard wants to go somewhere where he can win a championship. If they trade Embiid for him, then he's in the same, he's on the same team Embiid was just on that was not good enough to win a championship. It's a dumb idea. I know you don't like Embiid. 
You got to get over it. He's not getting traded. You were right about Carson Wentz. You didn't like Carson Wentz either. That's fine. You can't, you're not going to bat a thousand on this. There's no chance they're going to trade Embiid. It doesn't matter how many times you comment on it. It doesn't matter how, and, and it's, it's a bad idea. It's a dumb idea because then the Sixers still wouldn't be good enough to win a championship. So the, the idea is to get a star with Embiid, not instead of Embiid. So no more commenting then. There's just like no more. No more tweets, no more YouTube comments. Please, no more. Just body holding listeners individually. I just, I just, just I, I can't, I just can't. He, every platform, it's every platform we do a show on. It's just fucking there's Vince. Well, they should, he went over 12. It's fucking enough. Just, I'm, it's enough. No more. I mentioned you should have used Elite. Elite is from Body Bio, a sponsor of ours. Love Body Bio. Owned and family owned, family operated right here in, uh, in South Jersey. CJ does some work for Body Bio too supplement company they're there they, they use science for these supplements science elite keeps you hydrated you know i was telling mike calm i've mentioned as well and now liposomal vitamin c mentioned this last time there's lots of vitamin c right we know the benefits of vitamin c your immune system your skin your hair your energy all that vitamin c you know you start getting a cold you take vitamin c here's the problem most of the vitamin c both that you take as a supplement and in food is water soluble. So you take in the vitamin C, but your body doesn't do anything with it. It doesn't get into the cells like it needs to. You just, you piss it out, right? That's why you take the vitamin C supplement and your piss is like bright yellow because it's all the vitamin C going right through your body and going right into the toilet. Liposomal vitamin C is fat soluble. So what happens is, is like your, your cells are made of lipids and that the coating of this, you know, vitamin C tablet also does that. So it stays together until it gets to your cells and then your cells absorb it. So you could be taking the same 300 milligrams of vitamin C, but your body's actually using the vitamin C with the body bio on. This is the vitamin C to take. Your immune system is very important. Supplementing is important if you're not getting it all in your diet and even vitamin C, even if you do get it in your diet, you're not really getting all of it. Body Bio, liposomal vitamin C. Use code RTRS20 at bodybio.com. It'll get you 20% off everything. RTRS20, bodybio.com gets you 20% off everything, gets you 20% off Calm, Elite, and liposomal vitamin, vi liposomal vitamin C. We love Body Bio. Body Bio, Body Bio. The rest of free agency. Um, just some, wanted to get your thoughts on some of these. The Knicks re-signed Nerlens, three years, 31 million. Alec Burks. It's just, it's the former Sixers show over there, three years, 30 million. And then Kemba Walker gets a buyout from the Thunder and Kemba Walker goes there who looked cooked, but it's kind of a neat signing for the Knicks. Um, I, I think sort of a strange off season. It just sort of looked like they looked, looked at the, the lay, the lay of the land and were like, well, there's nowhere to spend the money. These are tradable contracts. And let's like, run it back. We'll sign Kemba and, and see what happens during the year. I, th I think it was like a, a very, it felt bad when they first did it for them, but it felt like a very like pretty even free agency for the Knicks. Yeah, I think it's fine. Uh, the Fournier contract is a lot. Oh, I forgot about Fournier. Probably right. too Four much. Four years, 80 million, right around There's so many million. guys who are not natural shooters. Like Julius Randle, 
shot well last year. We'll see how much it lasts. RJ Barrett, same thing. Um, obviously, they they especially don't have any centers who can shoot. Um, Kemba will help. I think he was injured last year, and things in Boston seem to be really bad. Um, they'll. I think they'll probably be fine again, like a in the five six seed range. Um, I think the the contracts are tradable. I think they'll but, be lurking for a, a deal is what I think they'll be lur- lurking for. Yeah. I, but I just wonder, like, they don't have many. I like the, the guy they drafted, Deuce McBride. I like Quickly a lot, but I think the Rose contract is bad. Um, I think Barrett is is valuable. I think Quickly is valuable. For sure, I but I think they that they, they, they can that they can add to the Barrett would be like one of the centerpieces of the team that stays rather than they're like dangling him in a trade. Oh, um, I don't think so. You think so? They just don't have that much to trade then. There's just yeah. not that not that much there to be like to like entice teams to trade them high value guys. Maybe they can get another guy that helps, whatever. But I, I think it's it's a fine offseason. I think they will they got a little bit high on the supply of last year. Um they proved in the playoffs they were just like couldn't find ways to score. Julius Randle was not as good of a player in the playoffs. It's, I mean, they were good last year. Someone will eventually sign with the Knicks. If they, yeah. one more season of like reasonable competence, they get out mm-hmm. from under one of the contracts they just signed and somebody or somebody demands to go there or something like that to play home. But Kemba being there is cool and that could like r- raise their like player wants to play their yeah. quotient more than could, anything else had. Uh, the Heat. So the Heat do a sign and trade for Kyle Lowry. Fucking uh, sign, man. What a, what a, he blew the shit out of that one. Like he holds he holds Lowry at the deadline because like he wasn't impressed with the offers and and would rather just basically let him walk and he goes and acquires Goran Dragic who they're probably gonna buy out or try to flip and presses Achua who's like fine and probably a backup five like that's not that's not much like that really is not much at all and looks bad if you're Toronto right now I don't really know what you're aside from trying to maybe rebuild or trade I'm just not a good look for Masai, for sure. Well, I mean, what were the... Uh, we don't have any idea what the offers were, the deadline, the real offers were for him, right? And then, like, I don't know. I, I, he, he wouldn't be the first... Um, wouldn't be the first general manager to just not trade a guy if the deal wasn't there. And we, we you know, like that. And we also don't know where he wanted to go either. We, we don't really have any idea where Lowry wanted to go, I guess. So yeah, just certainly didn't maximize value. And for a guy that I like Masai, I think he's a good GM, but I think this was a, I think, I think it was a mistake then. And I think it's proven to be not a trade that he got a ton of value back for. Right. What was the offer at the deadline though? I like I teams guess. were talk, talking about trying to get him. I think New Orleans were talking about getting the Sixers were obviously trying to get him. Obviously, we don't know what the offers were, but right. he was holding out for something better or trying to be like, we want to give Kyle his like send off in Toronto. But even though they were in Tampa, just didn't seem like it worked out in any mm-hmm. way. So they got Lowry, uh, re signed Victor Oladipo for one year, signed uh, Markeith Morris. And then re-signed, uh, what's his fuck? Um, Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson for four years, 90. Uh, and gave Jimmy you know, a, a fuckload of money until he's like yeah. 38 or something. Yeah. That, well, that, 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 that deal was always looming. That contract was always looming. I think they'll be good. They'll be, obviously, they'll be a, a tough team to play. It's kind of tough when your, your two best players are, you know, 35, 36. And then Jimmy, who's like a, you know, who knows – 
when it was certainly not the quickest guy in the world. I, I don't know. It's an interesting team. Would be a tough team to play. I don't think they're a, a title contender as is. Tyler Hero would have to become much much better, you know, for them to to I think become on the level of Brooklyn or Milwaukee or something. Yeah, Hero was wasn't good last season, but could certainly take a take a step forward again this year. Um, they're good. They're going to be good in the playoffs. I think they'll be a hard. I think they'll be a better playoff team than they are a regular season team. Um, just based on attrition, if they, if they end up getting there healthy, um, Bam and, and Hero drag their age down a little bit, but it, it is a lot of a lot of older dudes. And PJ Tucker works his ass off, but like, how long is that gonna last? Um, they're gonna be good. They're a good team. L- Lowry is is the kind of last year, last season, especially without Jay Crowder, they had Jimmy and Bam. And everybody else on the team basically was a bad defender that could play. And it was like shooting around those guys and they needed a guy. And with Jimmy's unwillingness to shoot and bam, not being a threat from the outside, it became like, there's just not enough guys who can do multiple things. And Lowry is the like preeminent guy who can do multiple things. He'll take pressure off Jimmy to, to create. He will help as an off ball threat. He'll play his ass off defensively. He was really bad last season. Not really bad for for him, and so they're. It's a weird like how much, for them, though. For sure, I mean, of course. Yeah. And how much is left in the tank for for Kyle? That's a lot of money to give a guy that age at, at that size. But how Chris Paul's played, I think maybe has allayed some of that fear of of what could happen. But they're an interesting team. I think they're there's a very good chance that they're better in the Sixers in the regular season. Um, so. We'll see it. The Sixers have like ground to make up based on Brooklyn being healthy, Milwaukee being the champion, defending champions, and probably will continue to get guys for cheap who want to win a title. Um, Miami taking a step forward, Atlanta, who the Sixers should have beaten but didn't. So, like, there's a lot of guys in front of us. Like the Sixers, this is not like a they're going to coast to the one seed at any by any means. No. Like, it's the East is good. The East is good. The East is definitely good. The, the yeah. I was saying last season that I think there were the the top tier of the East was better than the top tier of the West. Um, I think maybe uh, with a healthy West this season, you know, we'll see how, how when Kawhi gets back, gets back and stuff. Um, but like the Lakers and everything, there's a chance that that's still the case. Um, but there's there's ten teams in the league that think that they could very well, that could rightfully think they have a good chance of getting to the finals. And uh, the Sixers need to make some moves to become one of those teams. You mentioned you mentioned the Hawks. They re-signed Collins four years, hundred twenty-five million. Um, the Lakers. I, I I just I I feel like, and I saw you know DraftKings didn't have odds. I saw some odds on the internet that they were like co-favorites to win the title with Brooklyn. I I don't think people are like totally looking at what the Lakers have done. The Lakers have had a disastrous offseason. Disastrous. The, the trade for Russ is disastrous. That enough is disastrous. They lose Caruso. Um, they re-sign Horton Tucker, great. But then they sign like Mellow and like, it just seems like uh, the Gary Payton Lakers or whatever. Like this is, this is going to be horrible. And all I can imagine is a game where AD is hurt and LeBron is like pouting and hurt. And uh, we just have like the the Russ Mellow show on the fucking Lakers. It's just that team has, I don't think has any chance of winning a title like that. I guess any team with uh, LeBron has some chance, but like I don't think they have a realistic chance. 
Uh, yeah, I disagree a little bit. I'm a little bit more in the middle on it. Uh, I don't think it's like an excellent signing, but I think that they didn't really give up that much. I think they replaced KCP, who was good for them, with a bunch of guys at the minimum who are happy. To, uh, Carmelo was good for Portland last year. Um, they got uh, Malik Monk for pretty cheap, which I think was a good signing oh, yes. for them. Yeah. Um, there's a couple like Trevor Ariza who might be toast, but like they have enough bodies that they're just going to continue to throw at like being fine. And if LeBron's healthy, if AD is healthy and Westbrook just like helps that in the sense of that they don't have to push themselves during the season as much because Westbrook's fine to just like be a guy who gets a bunch of stats in a regular season game. Uh, I think they'll probably still be a top three seed in the West and have a decent chance at it. They wouldn't be my favorites in the West by any means, but I think they're they have a, certainly have a shot. They, I, I think like this is probably a better team than the team that won a championship. Um, I don't look at anybody that they lost and go like, oh, that's a huge loss. I mean, Crusoe, I think is good, and I think but the um, Crusoe and KP, KCP both willing shooters, you mm-hmm. know, who could also do. I don't know. This is like a weird. I, I just like the rust thing. I just like they're gonna have to like sit them to win a championship or something. I just I, I can't imagine that guy out on the court. Cause he, when he doesn't have the ball, he's, he doesn't, he just fucking stands there. He just, yeah, like, I think, I think that they're just like, they're depend they're depending on people are going to play hard for LeBron and AD. And I think that what, what this gives you is the ability to play two of those guys at any time. Um, and then you can rest the other one and have, and fill the rest of it out with shooters and, and guys who just, you know, fill the blanks rather than depending on, LeBron to cover the best guy or AD to like run his ass off all the time. I think it's a, it just makes it having a third star, even if he's very flawed, which Russ is obviously um, just allows you the flexibility to not run your guys into the ground. And then wizard, uh, the wizards end up with Dinwiddie because that is a four team trade. I think 18 million a year. That'll be a, a fun backcourt Dinwiddie and Beal. Uh, that's a, you know, a lot less hateable backcourt than Westbrook and Beal. They should be, I don't know, fine next year, the Wizards. The same. Yeah, I don't know. It's less annoying. I don't know. I, I love them. I'm happy that he got money. Um, and that's a, that's a really solid contract. I don't know what the plan is for them. I mean, they're probably going to run a lineup of Dinwiddie, Beal, KCP, Hachimura, Thomas Bryant. Bryant. Yeah. That's not a good defensive yeah you're right it's a really bad defensive lineup um with like kuzma off the bench denny fd off the bench they just signed howell meadow like it's i don't know that that that's that's barely a play-in team um i just don't know what bradley beale is excited about and he's just going to keep tweeting out like vague emojis whether he's like excited about being there or waiting for something else to happen or is happy is like what content with whatever it is. I don't I know. He's but, just like happy living where he and his wife want to live. That's fine. That's nice. Basketball, you know, like that's that, nice. I think that's fine for me. You know, so uh, I, before we go, this was a great non-basketball question and it was sent before free agency. So I'm not going to read the second half of it until you give the answer, but it is very funny. In a hypothetical world where all of the Sixers players on the roster are A, free agents this summer, and B, are all currently single, 
which player would be the most likely to misguidedly sign a cheaper deal to stay in town because he just started dating a girl in Philly and wants to see where it goes? That's nice. That's a nice question. I think there's a lot of options. I think I think most of the team is the answer to this question. Um, I think certainly Matisse, uh-huh. certainly Korkmaz. I could see Shake doing it. Um, Embiid. Embiid, Embiid and falls Embiid, hard. I think. And Embiid is a has a lot of love in him too. So those are, yeah. those are, those are my options. I think there's a chance that Maxi might be too young for love. Uh-huh. Um, and he, and he feels young. I think Matisse doesn't want to be nailed down. That would be my guess with Matisse. I don't know. I'm real, I'd be interested to see if he, like what his philosophy is, like who is he dated? What is he like as a boyfriend? Or is he just like out there trying to experience the world and make videos and, and like read Tobias's, you know, hand me down books. <laughs> So his answer, Michael's answer was, and again, this came before free agency. I personally think the obvious answer here is Korkmaz because he's such a sweet boy. I could easily see him explaining to his agent, the girl he met at misconduct during center city sips might be quote the one and he needs to give it a shot. And that might explain this $5 million a year rather than $12 million a year deal. There we go. The Korkmaz contract explained, uh, what is today? Wednesday. We will talk to you this weekend on Saturday. I'm just a little, I'm my, my final thought is that I'm a little concerned yeah. about like, I, I'm willing to be patient about a, a Simmons trade for another month or two, whatever. I'm glad that it's not me having to like sit on that. If there's like a, you know, CJ and Covington or like a DeJounte, Derek White and stuff or like a Minnesota trade, whatever, like those kinds of things sitting in the face and like hoping that the like 10, 20, 40% chance that Dame asks for a trade uh, happens. I'm glad that that's not me making the decision, but it's just like George Hill getting waived, Danny not seeming to really want to come back here. Although maybe it's posturing to like get a higher contract or maybe they're going to sign and trade him to some, to somebody. I would love like a Danny sign and trade with like Malik Beasley. That would be cool for me. Um, I'm just like, there just doesn't seem to be as much of a people want to play here yeah, uh, vibe as I would want. And Beat well, is excellent, although he's not like a, a leader in the sense that he's going to like, Tobias is the leader in the like communication department. Well, it's, it's got to be Embiid getting people here, though. It, that's on Joel, right? Like, that's not going to be... Nobody's coming to play yeah. with fucking Tobias Harris. So that's going to sure, be on Joel. Like, but people like Tobias. I think people would, you know... my What I've always said about Philadelphia as a destination, especially in the NBA, because like in baseball or, or football, it, it doesn't seem to be as destination-based. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've always... Like, people don't want to... Like, are not dying to come here, but when they're here, they end up liking it. Um, and, and deciding to stay, but it seems like, man, George Hill leaving, like, it's just, it, something feels not quite right. And for a little while, maybe it's Ben, maybe it's Joel, maybe it's doc, maybe it's, I don't know, but like, it's been, it's sustained itself over the past, over multiple, um, regimes and the constants are Joel and Ben. And I guess the, the fans, um, I just, I, I'm not as like confident in, Oh, we feel good about our chances of attracting these kinds of people as I would like. Although, you know, it's not like Milwaukee was this destination that people like constantly demanded to stay in until they won a championship. And then you get Bobby Portis like losing his mind over the city of Milwaukee. Like, that's great. But 
maybe it's like a chicken to the egg thing. Like Bobby Portis would have walked if they lost in the second round and right. never thought about Milwaukee again. But because because you win, then it, then you love then you love what happened. Like I don't know. So I'm I, I'm I'm willing to feel like it's just you got to win and then people will be happy. But it's not as much. It's a good. It's a great city. Top like you know what six to ten city in the NBA as far as like destinations go. Mm. Maybe maybe more like eight to twelve. Um, well, so L A L A, Brooklyn, New York, Houston, Miami, Miami, maybe Chicago. Chicago, maybe Dallas. Phoenix. Dallas. No one's ever been. No one's ever gone to Dallas. Yeah. No one ever has chosen Dallas. No, so, no state tax. Nobody, but still nobody's chosen there. Yeah. So maybe Boston just from like lineage. Um, and you know what? Like, even if the Sixers are, you know, eight to 10 or whatever, or seven to 10, like that, there's a huge difference between eight or seven and, and like one, two, three, and four. Yeah. For sure, you know, There's, it's yeah. a closer eight is closer to twenty five than it is to two. Yes, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I I wish it was better. I wish I felt better about it, but maybe that just comes with winning. And the Sixers still have not gotten to a conference finals since uh, the year two thousand and one. So uh, it's been a while since they won with any regularity. Um, I don't know. I'm hoping that I'm hoping the Dame thing is right. I'm hoping that the Dame thing is right. And once the Olympics come, he comes here and. We, we fucking move. Or it's not, and everything's going to be fucking terrible. Yeah, that'd be weird. That yeah, be weird, I mean, that's, that's sure. the other possibility. All right, we will talk to you this weekend. Are you down with TTP? Yeah, you know Lickface. If you don't fuck with me, then I, then won't, I won't fuck with you. If you don't fuck with me, then I won't fuck with you. But if you fuck with me, I'm gonna fucking kill you! That's a plan B.